Welcome to Sunday Times Politics Weekly. We have some big political news for you this week, and today we're going to start off discussing the epic face-off between President Cyril Ramaphosa and public protector Busisiwe Mkobane in the North Gauteng High Court with the judge president, Dunstan Blabo, delivering a stunning blow to the public protector. But before we jump in, we would like to remind you to engage with us and join the conversation. Chat to us on Twitter using the hashtag STPoliticsWeekly or subscribe to our podcast for free on your favorite podcast app. This icon is racist. I've never, ever been a spy. Can the PBS bank loot? The problem is that pinky. I'll never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a arms, Can you please come in? My name is Conita Hunter, and I'm joined in studio by my colleagues Apiwe Declerc and Stefele. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. Hi, Kanito. Hello, Steph. Hi, how are you? Very well. So, uh, how much did you thank your lucky stars that you were not Pusisiwe Mkobane this week? What a week she is having, sure. Uh, in the words of Jacob Zuma, what a pity pity we have seen this <laughs> These were real week. meandos. This is, it's really doing the most uh, over and above all of the things that we're dealing with as a country. But uh, Twitter... Uh, has given us the best in content, not just from your average Joes like you and me, but some very high-profile people. Uh, I saw an interesting exchange between the Minister of Finance, Tito Mboweni, and the Women's League President, Batabila Lamini. And in case you missed it, Tito said, in a democracy like ours, yeah. uh, the public protector should fall on her sword game over. Enter the Women's League President saying, I wonder what this means. Should a woman fall on her sword? Strong language. How many more women must fall on their sword? And who gets excited when women fall on their sword? And for how long are women going to fall on their swords? Who was the coach of this club if this is a game? Jeez. So we've got a lot happening in this country, to be honest. I was not like, ready for that, actually. <laughs> I can't actually keep up. But, uh, okay, yeah. but, but let's take it a, a few steps back, right? Take it back. So so you would know that uh, this case, uh, previously we've discussed it uh, in detail on this podcast and, and on the pages of the Sunday Times uh, politics page. But, but this case was quite interesting for a number of reasons, right? So it was already theatrical when we saw that Solo Ramaphosa had Advocate Timbega Ngatobi, Advocate Vim Trengrove, very senior advocates to argue his case, while the public projector had Muzi Sikakani, who we know his kind of opinions and views and certain things based on the cases that he had been representing in the near past, right? So that was already the specter that we went into to it, right? The public projector issued a report last year where she found that the president violated the Executive Ethics Act. He misled parliament. He... Um, he did not declare personal benefit donations made to the CR17 campaign. And he, she also found that there was a prima facie suspicion of money laundering in the CR17 funds, right? And there was a whole lot of controversy about what evidence she used and those emails that just came to her to her, uh, her doorstep, uh, as she put it. And then it eventually played out in court. And the president upfront said that he was going to challenge this matter in court. And I was on record, I don't know if you remember up here, we were saying 
that there was one fundamental thing about this report, a tiny rudimentary crazy thing that a previous report of the said public protector was overturned on. And that was on the fact that she didn't give her final report to the president to comment on. Right. Mm -hmm. If you remember the report uh, which we discussed here about she found that uh, he he should be fired because of his role in issuing water license when he was still uh, in land affairs. It was a land story. And and she had made the finding and he had challenged it in court. Right. And there were two things that she lost that case on. The first, she didn't give him a right of reply to the final report. And the second was she relied on evidence from her own CEO who was now left, right? And she never declared that that guy used to previously work for Quinty, right? So we had that kind of knowledge and the court overturned it. So when we saw in the president's arguments quite early on um, that he's making that argument, I already saw that the courts are not going to tolerate that because it's almost and and and, and Lambo said it um, in his judgment this week that on Tuesday rules of natural justice that if you found guilty you must be able to make submissions on that right so it's it's the same in the court of law you found guilty you make sub- first you make you know you plead your case you found guilty you plead your case in mitigation of of um, of, of, sentence. of sentence and so he, she didn't do that in this particular case but obviously the the president went in with strong arguments and in their arguments they said things like she did not understand the law she misquoted the law she invented some bits of the executive ethics code she didn't give him uh, a proper um, uh, hearing then they got to the real issues which is the issues of the evidence right Mm -hmm. but when you listen to that court judgment that for me was the most interesting bits was not them finding that her or, or ruling that her findings were unlawful or irrational because public protector findings are overturned often it's not a it's, yeah, not, it's, a, not, a, it's, it's not a strange thing it's not a strange thing at all yeah, and it can yeah. vary from high profile cases to a small case involving a tiny municipality but when the court goes further and starts talking about being irrational, starts talking about the fact that she didn't understand the law, that actually she quoted Preka when she's talking about money laundering. So she invoked the law of Preka. Then the judge says, but actually that law had nothing to do with money laundering. Actually, the law that has to do with money laundering is POCA, which is the Protection of Organized Crime Act, POCA, right? And judge is almost shocked that she wouldn't know the basic law, right? And then going further to then say that she she lacked the competence to deal with certain issues, to realize that this was not public funds. And her office, her competence of her office is about public funds. It may be private individuals, but it's protecting public, fund. public funds. She couldn't make that distinction. Api, when you listen to that judgment, what is the most shocking thing for you? Let alone uh, what the most shocking thing would be. Let's look at it what it would mean uh, for her going forward. This is not the first time the courts have been this harsh on her conduct, on her understanding of the law, or on her application of the law. And it's Are you making reference to the Reserve Bank, for example? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, and it's mostly not on matters that would deal with a municipality. It's always when it relates to high-profile, very highly political matters that are at play within the ANC where she gets these things wrong. 
which is uh, quite shocking. So for her future, this should really worry her. And the quotes that uh, Ster uh, was quoting from Tito Mboweni should uh, show us that, in fact, those in the ANC who believe that uh, she's fumbling would be ready now to stand up at caucus at, at, at the ANC to say, look, let's let her go. The fact that this was not the first scathing judgment against her, she also has a whole constitutional court. I mean, Justice and Kabinde mm. went for her last year. Does that does that matter to you? Or do you think that we really need to appreciate this judgment because of the high profile nature, the fact that judges found that she, she pursued the president even when the evidence pointed otherwise. I do think that from that first judgment in the Constitutional Court, she was already on borrowed time, as it were. And you've obviously got now uh, the EFF uh, making themselves a player in this matter again. They were previously uh, in the Reserve Bank one, and now they've vowed to take uh, this matter up on appeal in the highest court in the land. And should uh, a similar response come from those judges yet again? You mentioned how uh, scathing Justice Ngabinde was in the last round. Obviously, completely different matter, and they do deal with each situation uh, as it comes before them. They're not going to say we were you know, harsh on you before, we'll do so again. Uh, but another judgment from the highest court in the land where you cannot appeal it. And I say this because she seemed to imply after the first judgment <laughs> that she from the appeal the ruling <laughs> from the constitutional court. It would be very, very bad for her. And I mean, you've got the process uh, that's in Parliament that's going to unfold and that will really give them a lot of ammunition to work with should Parliament decide uh, to go ahead with the investigation. But before we get to the parliamentary process, and I think there's a lot to talk about there, just just going back to, to some of the trends that we're finding in the different judgments. Obviously, Danson Lambo has issued uh, previous judgments judgments against her and then the Concord as well. Also those those ad hoc judgments about Minister Pravin Gordon went to court. There's been there's been a, a litany of court judgments against her, right? And the argument that the public protector says is why am I not held to the same standard like a judge? So judges' rulings are overturned all the time. So if my report is overturned, then it's like the same thing as a judge whose ruling has been overturned, right? So when you look at uh, how had reports are overturned. I mean, it's a silly argument to make, but let's say you were to to make it. Mm. Most judgments, when they are overturned, are not overturned on the basis that this person didn't understand the law. It's or were malicious, or, or malicious, yeah, or they willfully yeah. ignored. They are overturned on the basis that maybe uh, you didn't give uh, that much uh, regard to this fact or interpretation interpretation of this, of, of this section. Uh, was wrong and therefore we feel you see those things it's not the fact that the judge uh, in 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 whatever case would have completely uh, misunderstood uh, the law or the application and would have uh, disregarded uh, previous judgments that have, have dealt with the same matter you see what i'm saying or then you would say the judge would have based their judgment on information that was not ventilated in court uh, if you get what I mean, mm. because now the the contestation on how she came to her conclusions about the president, that that contestation about how were you privy to this information and so on. Mm. You see, it's such things that for her, she, she doesn't have a leg to stand on uh, if she wants to compare herself uh, to judges. That's how I feel. About because I don't think a judge had invented uh, a paragraph of the executive ethics code and then relied on that invented paragraph. To, to, yeah. Also, but I, I get that, well, she's a qualified uh, uh, advocate, but who are the other legal uh, uh, advisors in, in that office who 
who work with her? How, how do they? But you, you, I mean, we've seen in a fumble like this. But we've seen in previous litigation uh, when her the former COO took her to court. Do you remember that? Uh, yes, yes, I remember. Uh, and 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 she alleged in that court papers that uh, that that it was strangers that actually did this report. It wasn't people internally within the public protector's office, right? So, so stay coming to you. There still remains the political issue, which is the CR17 donations of almost half a billion rand. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. This court judgment has given a reprieve to the president because obviously the public protector fumbled and got the wrong end of the, of the legal stick. But there's a political question that still has to be answered in terms of ethics, in terms of factionalism. You know, there's different strings to it. What do you make of the fact that at the end of the day, whether the court made this finding or not, there is still these issues of money and politics? I don't think he's out of the woods yet. I think uh, given the comments uh, that we made mention of just now from the Women's League president, she's not the only one. You had uh, ANC, NEC member Tony Yengeni also weighing in. He put up two pictures, one of uh, Advocate Busiem Kwebane and one of uh, Justice Mlambo. Oh, well, you can't take Tony Yengeni seriously. How many times has he put pictures of me up and pictures so, of you up? So, no, I've, I've, never, <laughs> I've, I've never featured on Tony Oh, I've just featured so many of my no, pictures. No, I've not made it, Justin Lamb. I've not made it. But, and you would want to dismiss him, but the fact is that he is a member hmm. of the National Executive Committee, the highest decision-making body in between conferences, and that is where the fight will remain even long after the courts have been the final arbiter, uh, as it were. You're speaking of the political um, implications or what we'll still see in terms of uh, the political environment, and that is that the ANC will continue to be divided on the future of uh, Advocate Busisio Mkwebaene, uh, and this is going to happen. They don't have to make that decision right now, given how long I think uh, the parliamentary processes will be. But there will come a time when they're going to have to vote on this matter. There's people that believe that there has been a predetermined outcome on her future. People that believe, like Batabi Lamini, that there's an agenda, there's something, there's but, someone but, out to but get her. for the president... Mm. I don't think it will be just him that is cast in the spotlight because the matter of money and politics is an ongoing one and it's one that goes across party lines. If you look at the case of Musi Maimani, for example, in the DA. Lili Wasisulu recently addressed, uh, I think it was a branch uh, meeting in Cape Town somewhere, where she obviously, she's got her own aspirations no, happening I in the background. I want to laugh. When, no. Um, no, no, no. But it is, it is a matter. I'm laughing and, and it's a must. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is something that's an ongoing conversation <clears throat> that is yet to be settled and okay. until a party can come up with a system which says this is how we manage our internal campaigns this is how the use of money uh, must happen or not happen in the campaigns it's going to be an ongoing issue that can be politicized at length indefinitely but this this uh, gives some respite to Ramaphosa in that debate because now the court has kind of vindicated him um, and said, we can't actually police what happens in your party. You sort your own party out. That's effectively what the court said, right? To say whatever happens in an internal party party uh, election has nothing to do with anyone else, right? So it kind of it kind of puts Ramaphosa back to where he began to say, but we are all losing money, so... Yes, to people who are outside the ANC, it sort of relieves pressure.
pressure from him, it would have been a big blow had the court agreed with the fact that the money used for CR17 benefited him mm. directly. Therefore, he had to uh, declare it because they would have used it as a weapon. Yeah. But within the ANC, no one has previously stood up and said, I ran a campaign, I raised money, this is the money. Mm. So when you have it, when they are having that debate in the ANC, they're going to say, if they want to have it, yeah. uh, if they have that, that appetite to have it uh, post-NGC uh, or even at NGC, uh, they will say, but if you are the only one who has um, uh, agreed uh, uh, that you set up a, fundra uh, a fundraising, uh, uh, it was a campaign that was funded by uh, these people and this is how much uh, it is. So that debate would continue and they will continue using it uh, against him uh, uh, in the lead up to him uh, attempting to get a second term. Mm. And it's going to be tough for him yeah. because he never denied it. So, I mean... I agree with Apu. I think in terms of, of the case, we're looking at the processes of the public protector. We're not looking at the merits of the use of money in internal political contestation. That debate for me, like Apu says, it's... So it's not over it. by this judgment? I wouldn't say so. Nah, I don't think the judgment, the judgment has anything. It makes no judgment on that issue, which is one that remains for the party. Apu made the point as well that, that maybe in the public domain, it kind of settled the matter that Ramaphosa wasn't as bad as we as the media made him out to, to be at the time. I'm, 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 you must also just let us go. I mean, half <laughs> a billion, what was it? Half, how much money was it? 500, no, no. 500 That's million. a lot of money. Yes. What are you doing with that much money? Yeah. It could well be that the NDZ campaign had Two billion. a billion. Hmm. But this is the money that we know of, as our POS says. I what do you do with 500 million rand in an internal... I mean, that is the budget of some political parties to contest elections. So what we're saying to our listeners, that this judgment, despite whatever happens in appeals or, or whether it's successful or not, there are two conversations that are super important or two is political issues that this judgment uh, swings in either way. The first is about money and politics and that 500 million, that's that issue. And then now the issue of the fate of the public protector. So those are the two sort of subtopics that, that, that this judgment then gives birth to. Yes, so from what I'm understanding, uh, Stay, tell me if I'm wrong. The guys from uh, the caucus in parliament have been ready for for, for this. Uh, it's been delayed, uh, my thinking, uh, within the ANC circles because some people would not want to appear as if they want to protect the president uh, from a public protector like it was uh, the case under between uh, when it was Zuma versus Tulima Donzela. Now that's, that's out of the table. Okay, there are some issues relating to uh, Minister of Public uh, Enterprises mm -hmm. and, and, and others. But in so far as it has to do with uh, the campaigning uh, of the president, which is, is a very big issue, mm -hmm. um, it's off the table. So you can then fairly now uh, get on with it. So the tricky thing is going to be, do you support a motion by the DA okay. to remove a public protector? One. Two. Does the ANC uh, unite uh, to remove Busisi uh, Mkwebane? If it does, uh, how, 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 what are the implications uh, to it? Uh, and when they do it, are they going to vote down the, um, the, the motion by the DA and bring their own motion? 
uh, who's going to do going to lead that process is Tito giving us an indication of what's to come uh, but is Batabile Lamine also giving us those indications and you must also remember uh, it's not just the ANC which is going to vote for this there's also other opposition parties um, if the ANC is split uh, that uh, pro Kwebane faction, we did have enough numbers uh, to vote with the EFF because they've been vocal in, in public saying that the public protector is not going anywhere. Uh, and the Andim Kwebane uh, faction within uh, the ANC, will they have enough numbers and, 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 and go with the DA and vote her out? Uh, that remains to be seen. And I think for me, that's going to be the most in- interesting uh, development uh, going forward. Uh, with parliament and 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 whether or not uh, CR uh, is in charge of the ANC or not, the speaker Tandi Mudisi has to obviously be very impartial almost in this process. She has to she has to um, not be seen to be fighting Bosiziwem uh, Kwebane uh, in almost like a street fight. Do you think that that we're going to see this process unfold in parliament in a way that's going to take us two steps forward? I think uh, Tani Modise has already shown uh, that she has a dog in the fight. There was a very ugly engagement between the two of them where advocate Mkwebani was basically saying that she doesn't feel that uh, the speaker has protected her uh, from in the main opposition parties and the attacks that they have uh, thrown her way in the National Assembly and whether or not you know, Tari Modise played a part or not as another conversation. But the, the first thing is that there has been an interaction uh, between the two of them that's not been friendly. On the matter of Parliament, I think that the accountability mechanism works. Uh, so it's not going to be up to her alone. There is a procedure which she must follow, which she has in terms of granting a motion with substance, which is what she's done by saying to the DA, yes, we hear you out. From there, my understanding is that Political parties will then uh, nominate three people to serve uh, on a panel. Uh, So I think there'll be like 20 or 30 something names in total from all of the parties. From their panel of three will be picked. That panel will then go and make an investigation to say, is there any merit to this complaint that has been laid by the party? From there, the committee, the justice committee, I think it will be unless there's going to be an ad hoc on, will then go through the process of what we saw like the in terms of the ESCOM inquiry. Yes. So it's a long road ahead of us. And only once the Justice Committee has made their recommendation to Parliament, which then members must accept or not accept, will the ANC be at a point where they'll have to, I think, show their colours and make that final vote on whether or not she must go or not, if it comes to that. It likely will. And now she's gone to court to, to basically stop that process from even unfolding. Mm. So that delays it uh, uh, anyways. So we're going to be here a while. The ANC can buy themselves time. But I think like Apua says, the battle lines have been drawn for some time. People have known their positions. Mm. It's just a matter of if people will stick to the party line, whatever that will be at the time and where we end up. But the the, the sad thing, uh, whichever way this, this thing goes, is that the, the the public confidence in the public protector's office has diminished. Yeah, I, I think we are back in the days of of, of the pre Tulima Donzella uh, time where people just didn't have confidence in that office. Uh, I don't even it, think people knew that that office existed and what <laughs> man it was. It, it, it felt as if uh, it was there to sort of whitewash uh, 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 these scandals of the ANC. You, you remember the old oil gate mm. scandal uh, which became a big issue uh, mm. on how uh, 
that office handled it. Uh, it seemed as if it was just uh, protecting uh, the ruling party at mm. the time. So I think we are back in those days now, and it's sad because so much work uh, had been done during Tulima Donzela's ta- ta- tenure, and uh, so much trust had been won. Even people who are normal Joes in 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 in, in, in your township, in your rural area, in your uh, far-flung uh, 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 mm. farming area. They knew of the office then. They knew that if I'm not getting cooperation from mm. the law enforcement uh, agencies, at least I will go to that office. If they can't investigate, it will uh, uh, raise enough awareness that authorities mm. will be forced to act. Or they'll so just mediate. They'll just bring parties together. Parties together yeah. to solve your issue. Yeah. Now, when you when you break that trust over some petty political squabbling. Not really petty if you're taking on a whole president. Um, yeah, well, uh, I mean, it's it's political squabbling anyway. It, it, it was, obviously it's a big fight for the president, but mm. a president only has five years mm. and they leave. Mm. Uh, it, it's not, uh, uh, we don't always have to have an, an ANC president. Mm. The ANC doesn't always have to be around to mm. be in power. But, but that, that public protection mm. office has to be there and it always has to be there to uh, 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 assist us, the normal citizen who need uh, 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 its services. So it, it's a pity when you see uh, petty politics that 15 years from now wouldn't matter uh, 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 eroding uh, 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 such an uh, uh, important institution. Well, that's all we have time for today, guys. It was a riveting discussion. Thank you very much for joining me today. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast for free at iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasted. By subscribing, you will automatically be notified each time a new podcast is released. If you like this podcast or you disagreed with a period click, <laughs> or you really enjoyed Stair's contribution. You most likely did. <laughs> Please engage with us. Chat to us on Twitter using the hashtag STPoliticsWeekly or rate us on your favorite podcast app. Thank you. Until next week. Public service announcement. Keep it clean. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs>